Welcome back to Community Matters. Happy Sunday. It's your girl, Super Cindy. Continuing the show, I have my guest. He is the president of Affirming Youth Foundation, Mr. Jonathan Spikes. Good morning, Jonathan. Good morning. How you feeling on this blessed Sunday? I'm feeling very well. <laughs> good, good, good. So let's get into the Affirming Youth Foundation, but let's get to know a little bit more about you. Who is Jonathan? Like, were you born and raised? Like, where you born and raised and stuff like that, your background? My background, I, I grew up, I was born and raised in Miami, actually. I grew up in Scott Projects, 2381 okay. Northwest 73rd Terrace. Whose address are you giving out now? I know, it's, it's gone. Who lives there? Oh, it's, it's broken down? <laughs> they tore down. them down. They oh, tore them down. So, the yes. But it, <laughs> yes, I used to live there. Mm -hmm. And the things that inspired me was when I was six years old, mm -hmm. I was playing with my 14-year-old brother, and my mother told him to go take out the trash. And when he went out to take out the trash, he came back in the house with a bullet in his leg. Oh. Oh my gosh. And it was it was traumatic for me, you know, to come my brother I was just playing with come in the house and there's all these strangers in our house and the paramedics and the police mm. and you see blood in the living room floor. And the very next day, we never talked about it. It was never wow. discussed. So that's traumatizing in itself that you never let that trauma. Never, We wow. never talked about it. And then when I was. Uh, was he like, he just recovered in the house? I like went to the hospital, they bandaged him, <laughs> came back. Okay. Yes, yes. Life he back to normal. Life back the to struggle. normal. The struggle, right? Mm. And then when I was. 21 years old. Okay. That brother survived, of course. And then when I was 21 years old, I had another brother who was murdered on mm. Northwest 68 Terrace and 15th Avenue in Miami. Oh, that's like the, isn't that like the main avenue? The, yeah, the main avenue, especially back in those days. Yeah, 15th Avenue, <laughs> Uncle Al territory. Yes, yes. Mm. And so um, I went to the scene, saw my brother laying on the floor with you his. You didn't know who had gotten shot or anything? No, that, when I, it, we were supposed to have a birthday party that day, and I was at the beach. And when I came home to my grandmother's house asking mm. about the party, mm. she said, No, I'm glad it didn't happen and then they told me what happened and I jumped in my car and ran to the scene oh, wow. and as I got there the Emmy wagon was there and what's my, that the, 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 uh, the medical examiner okay. was there to, pick, oh, so to retrieve his body yeah because he died on the scene oh wow I'm sorry and so um I got there. My brother was laying on the floor with his mouth open and flies coming out of his mouth. Mm. And it was just so traumatic and it was so painful and it's so hurtful. And, you know, the very next day, no one talked. About we never it. talked about it like it never oh happened. Gosh. And so coming up with I those. I thought that was a Caribbean thing that Caribbeans do because I grew up Caribbean. Oh so I God. guess obviously it's not just a Caribbean thing. Right. Right. And mm. so after that happened, I, I, I realized that there are a lot of kids who suffer the same thing. You have all of this mm. community violence and things that are going on in the community and we don't address it we don't talk about it let me ask you something so do you think that the trauma when you were six and the trauma that you were 21 i mean during those years in what ways did did those traumas affect you like how did it like did any do you remember any incidents that because that happened to you or did you live in fear or like what what were the effects of not dealing with those situations when they happened well the the effects for me was um you begin to see or believe that violence is a normal mm. response of how we handle anger. When we get frustrated, when we get stressed out, you just punch somebody in the face or you just grab a gun and shoot them or mm. you just stab them. Because we saw it a lot, the community violence. I remember the people coming, picking up, um, the man used to come knock on your door to get the insurance payments mm -hmm. back in those times. Mm -hmm. And they used to rob the insurance man and we all stand around. Nobody called the police. Nobody tried to help him or help them. And mm -hmm. so it became something that... As you grow up, you know, you'd be exposed to other people who doesn't 
have no understanding of that way of life. They don't understand why are you so angry or why do you act like like that or why are you mm. so ready to fight the minute there's a disagreement or a misunderstanding. Instead of communicating. No yes. communication skills. No communication skills at all. No emotional regulation skills. Mm. And this is a lot of the things that shows up in the kids today. Especially the, with social media. Especially we we with laughing social media. at videos of people dying, getting hurt, falling off this, getting slapped, the fights. It's crazy. Yes. And so that's where it stems from. It stems from um, it becoming normal, a normal way of being. And these are the things that if we don't address them, they show up in the academics. They show up in the schools. They show up in the suspension rates where now you can't really suspend kids. You're supposed to try to work it out with them and get a better understanding of what's really going on. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you, a lot of the things that the kids are manifesting today mm -hmm. is because the trauma that they have been witnessing, Since the post-traumatic stress has not mm -hmm. been dealt with. So what is it besides this? What what is um what is your occupation now? Like are, like what did you choose as a career path or with everything you've got? Or you're like one of <laughs> all of us. We've done it all. We've done this, that, that, that. No, because I was just trying to figure out like when you got older, did you end up going to college? Were you trying to be an entrepreneur? Like what was your path with you know the things that you dealt with what road did you choose yes i went to college i decided to go to college and then mm -hmm. when i graduated from college i began working at horseman middle school in miami hey el yes. Town. yes <laughs> <laughs> my my godfather lived right up the street that's why i know <laughs> yes I, yes i began working with the um the kids over there at horseman middle school mm -hmm. but i still didn't know that was that was a easy thing for me to do because that was my passion mm -hmm. but i did not know that would become something i would do with my life so i left there when opened up a bakery mm -hmm. When I worked for the police department. I did a lot of different things in the community that led me to what my passion is. So everything was community-based, though. Community-based. Everything mm. was community-based. And I'm sure at the time you didn't even realize that everything was community-based. You were just doing what you wanted to do. Yes. I, I, of course, I did not realize it. But giving me the experiences that I would need in order to run mm. an organization now. Yes. Cool. So let's talk now about the organization that you just said. Um Affirming Youth Foundation. So what made you come up with Affirming Youth Foundation? Well, my childhood experiences made me come up with Affirming Youth Foundation because we have to affirm our kids. Frederick Douglass once said that it is easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. Mm -hmm. And in my life, I was a broken child that mm -hmm. carried on until adulthood being broken. And I had to go to mental health counseling. Mm -hmm. When I went to mental health counseling and saw the emotional transformation that, that occurred. you've been carrying all these oh years. And then you, yes. we, we carry so many baggage, so much baggage and so many bags. And we don't even realize it till it's addressed until it's addressed and sometimes mm. we don't even realize it then. <laughs> yeah we just, like the, the therapist be like blah 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 i'm like wait a minute when i was eight that affected me yeah. <laughs> i'm in my 30s okay, right and 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 so when that happened i said you know i gotta go out and tell somebody mm. i have to go out and tell somebody and that's what started my passion of doing the affirm youth center because i realized that if we could go into these same communities that i grew up in mm. and talk to these kids and help them and partner with them because you can't go and tell somebody what to do for their own life Lives, mm. but you could partner with them they set the goal and you say okay we're gonna partner with you to reach this goal and start teaching them social and emotional skills that these problems that show up in the criminal justice system all of these things will begin to change for the better all right so let's break down affirming youth foundation so what exactly is the is it a program it is what does the the organization do like tell me some of the things or one of the most important um things that organization 
organization does mm-hmm. was the Let's Talk It Out program was a conflict resolution anti-bullying program. Mm-hmm. It was in Miami-Dade County Public Schools. We did it in 17 schools through the Educational wow, Transformation Office. Yeah, so we was known for Let's Talk It Out. Mm-hmm. But then we had to grow. We grew, and we grew and we have expanded to opening the Affirming Youth Center. Wait, but what was Let's Talk It Out? Like, tell me a day, like you went to a school or oh, yeah. like how did, how did Let's Talk It Out? What was it? We went to 17 different schools mm-hmm. and we would do four sessions. So you go one week, you do a session. The next week, you do another session. The next, you know, until you get to four weeks. Okay. And then the kids, would take a, they took a pre-test and a post-test to see what their skills were when you first started the program and what the skills were when you finished the program. What grade were you addressing at that for middle the program? Middle and high schools, middle and high. So then the, 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 so then the kids come into the auditorium, or was it a smaller It was setting? small group settings. We'll go into the, uh, wherever they put us, uh, the school had space. A lot of times it was an auditorium, but it wasn't an entire student body it was like um 15 kids at the most 15 mm-hmm. to 20 kids was it troubled kids kids that always get in trouble was it or was know. it mixed i don't really understand what that means troubled kids meaning the ones that get expelled suspended and all that like the ones that are in <laughs> and i'm sorry if i'm using the wrong word but the ones that are in the principal's office are getting you know yeah we we, we have some kids that need a little more love okay. but you can't that's a nice way to yeah, put it need a little more love was it the students that need a little bit more love that were in that like how how did they pick what I want to know is how did they pick the 15 students that were in there well it, well, you always need a mixture of kids. Mm-hmm. You cannot have only the ones that need a little more love because okay. how do you expect them to raise up? So you need the ones that don't need as much love mm-hmm. and need some that are in the middle of a needing balance. love. You have to have a balance in there because they, they're they not there to learn from us. We're just guiding the discussion. The so kids learn from each other. data and yes. figure out what why they that why they do what they do. Right. But they have to be the guy, they have to be the leader of the discussions because they learn from each other more so than you'll learn from us. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then a, a day in the let's talk it out, like you put different scenarios or something and you're like how would you resolve it? Like are you giving them test scenarios is that what it did well most of the time we let them come up with their own scenarios because they're living the experience oh, okay. but one thing that we did i do a lot is i watch we used to watch world star hip-hop a lot oh that'll give you yeah. a whole day yes, of, <laughs> a whole seminar know, year right? long content. world star hip-hop where i should watch the fight videos only yeah. for educational purposes though yeah not for entertainment <laughs> never that so i watch the fight videos and then i'll present those sometimes and then the kids will actually get up and they would come and act these things out with their own mm-hmm. life experiences of sometimes the Twitter beef or the Instagram beef and the Snapchat when it has um, they still have Snapchat what's the other yeah. Divine Divine well Vine is gone I yeah, think yeah Vine is gone yeah. so you know they used to act all those things out and that gives them some real life experiences then you go back and teach the curriculum and then you go back they redo the skits and then they had and to incorporate how they, yeah, how, they, how they could handle it in a way that works for them. Were there ever any students that were actually having conflict with one another in that same room? Yes. Oh, yes, wow. Yes. But that was very helpful, it, it, I think, because they're probably about to scratch each other's eyeballs <laughs> out their head and put them on blast on social media. But you're trying to guide them like, listen, I know that's what you want to do, but let's try to figure another way to resolve this issue. Exactly. That's, mm. that, that happens. That happened a lot. And, and and it was a group of girls, actually. It was at Charles Drew Middle School. We mm. did it at the um, No More Broken Hearts Domestic Violence Workshop that mm. is done by Dr. Dorothy Benjamin Menegal, school board mm. representative. And she had this workshop every year. And we had a group of girls in there that did not like one another. Ooh. And thanks because of the Let's Talk It Out program and their willingness 
to change positions, their mindset or their thoughts and beliefs about what happened. You have to be willing to do that, that they was able to resolve that dispute without fighting and cursing each other out or doing any more Twitter, yeah. Instagram beef. I love that. So that's the let's talk it out. So then you were saying that from let's talk it out, you've now transitioned to what we, cause I interrupted you and asked you what was let's talk it out. Yes. But you were speaking about something else after let's mm-hmm. talk it out. So let's talk it out. We realized it was a great program. It was mm-hmm. fun. It lasted. Mm-hmm. But we needed something more because, like I said before, kids were still showing up with these conflicts and mm-hmm. they were still shootings and they were still fights and there was still everything else that goes on in, in our inner city communities. And so we said we have to do something bigger, more intense, and that became SEEDS, which Mm -hmm. is Social and Emotional Enhancement and Development for Success. Okay, so let's break down that SEEDS, because you said it's um, social and emotional programs Mm -hmm. and curriculum. Mm -hmm. So what was the SEEDS standing for again? Social, Mm -hmm. Emotional Enhancement and Development for Success. Okay, Enhancement for Success? Yes, Wait, what was the emotional Social emotional enhancement and okay. development for development. success. Yes. So let's break down each one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now what's the social aspect of it? What do, how do you address that? Social skills, emotional regulation. Things when you get angry. How do you handle yourself when you get angry? Because one thing we do teach kids that conflict is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Some of the greatest discoveries came out of conflict. conflict yeah. But it's how you handle the conflict. Are you using it to work for you instead of against you? Because mm-hmm. most of the time we don't think before we act. Mm-hmm. They just go out there and they, they are impulsive. Yep. So how do you control those impulses? What are your triggers? When somebody says something about you or you don't like the person and you already know you don't like them and you see them coming up the hallway, are you going to just stand there and walk next to them knowing that something's going to pop off mm. or you're going to try to resolve it and go a different way so you could get the benefit and that's what it is about emotional regulation skills who are the people with um affirming youth foundation like how who are that are the ones speaking and teaching the students we have um clinical psychologists okay. we have clinical social workers and master level social workers who work with this program Awesome. Do they volunteer their time? Or? No. Okay. Come on, we go. We go pray. We go pray for them to volunteer. <laughs> that would be it an awesome thing if they could volunteer their time. But uh, no, unfortunately, it costs. It costs I to run a program. You. Yes, it costs. Okay, so let's go to the um, emotional of the seeds part. Yeah, the emotional part of seeds is who are you hanging with? Making wiser choices about the company that you keep. Because if you're hanging with the person who always getting into trouble, which means that you got to be part of the trouble, too. You know, people say, I was hanging with the wrong crowd. No, you had to be part of the crowd in order to hang with them in the first place. And so looking at the values that you have for yourself, if you don't have any values or goals for yourself, you we create them with you. You create them, but we partner with you to achieve those goals and those values that you want to have and outlooks that you have for yourself and that you want to have for yourself. That's so important because um like just last night i was watching the first 48 Mm -hmm. and one of the cases that i saw was about that like one kid never been in trouble never nothing just happened to be with a group of guys that he was with and they ended up trying to rob someone and ended up killing that person Mm -hmm. that's it he's he's charged i think it was for capital murder like it was like and they he was like 19 wow So it's just like, you know, when we're young and even when I was younger, I made bad choices of some friends that were smoking weed. And Mm -hmm. I've never been a weed smoker. I've never been into that. Alcohol. okay, I have have to admit it. I'm not going to act like I'm a saint. But the whole thing is, is that when I was hanging out with those group of kids that smoked weed Mm -hmm. and then like 
I don't remember what happened, whether we fell out or I don't know what happened. I started hanging out with a different group of people. It was what we did while we were hanging out totally switched up because, it, it really, they, yeah, the, yeah, the new people I was hanging out with weren't weed smokers. Right, right. So it, it, and you don't think about what could have happened when I was with that weed smoker because we would walk into bodegas in mm. New York mm-hmm. and they would just walk out with stuff and laugh about it. And I just be like, that's so wrong. But I keep going. <laughs> I'm like, hey, okay. Right. And wh- who's to say I, I, sh- I shouldn't have got arrested? I shouldn't have got a record. You know, anything can happen. And right. young people just don't think about don't, that. Right, exactly. It, it becomes an automatic way of thinking because remember what I said in the beginning is that if you're constantly seeing this stuff in your neighborhoods, it becomes a way, it becomes the norm. And so you don't think it's abnormal not to, to you don't think it's abnormal to hang out with somebody who's going to commit crime. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, you you become immune to it. Exactly. Like you see, but you, you, and you know, another thing is like when I was on the morning show and every day I'm reporting the news mm-hmm. and more than likely the news was negative news of someone being shot, killed, drug bust, whatever. It's like, sometimes like during a break I would catch myself because I'm like I'm just reading it like I'm reading words and right. someone died you know what I mean and yeah. it, and I would really have issues with that with myself because I'm like you become immune to telling these stories or seeing these stories on the news or on the internet and it should not be like that but this generation and where we the times we're living are mm-hmm. at that space and, and that's what was eye-opening for me when I decided to go to college and I was accustomed to act in a certain way because of where I grew up. Where did you go out of state or? Were I went you out here? of state. I went oh. out of state. And so when I went to college and lived on campus, it was a whole new world, and, and people looking at you like, "What's wrong with you? Why you act like that? Yeah, like, what's so wrong with you? Why you? Yeah, <laughs> you're so like, what? What's wrong with right. you? <laughs> right. Ain't nothing wrong with me. <laughs> so we became conditioned to the environment, yeah. and, and thank God that I had great people to surround me to help me expand my limited knowledge and mindset that I had at the time that was the circumstances of my um of my living arrangements. Because that's all you knew and that's you didn't know there was more. And that's right. but even now, like um some of the young people, they've never really left their neighborhood. They've never if they're in Dade County, they've never gone to Broward. If they're from Broward, they've never come to Dade. Like mm-hmm. lines don't cross. Right. And and we don't think about it because we jump in our car and go wherever we want in South Florida. We go to here to there to there. We travel but a lot of these young people don't have access to that, so they've never left their block, never left their neighborhood. And, so that says a lot. And yes, and that's a good thing about a lot of other community organizations are uh, take kids on college field trips and yeah, expose them. Even we did it. We did. We took a kid. Um, we partnered with Banana Republic mm. um, last last October, I believe it was, and we did ties, bows, and gents, and we took the kids, the young men. Um, from Miami Gardens and Liberty City, we took them down to the Banana Republic store at Dayland Mall. Mm. And where Kendall, them, yes. Yes, way down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they've probably never been to Kendall. Yeah. We took them down there, and they did. They, they had the, um, a, a, a stylist mm-hmm. to teach the guys how to tie ties, and we even oh. learned how to tie bow ties and how to put prints with solids and light colors with dark colors and everything like that. And then after that, we took them to, um, we went to eat at the... Um, Cheesecake Factory. I was just going to say, is it Cheesecake? Yeah, Cheesecake Factory. Dayland used to be my mall, so I Yes, know. okay. <laughs> yeah, we took them to Cheesecake Factory, and it was such an eye-opening experience, and mm-hmm. everybody left with a tie. Oh, 
huh? All cool. the young men left with the That's towel. definitely out of their comfort zone yes. and out of the box. Yes, because we wanted to bring it to them at first, and then mm-hmm. someone told me, one of my Be Me brothers, Benjamin Evans, told me, no, let's take them out yeah. to the store so they could get that experience. And it was a wonderful experience. I'm glad we did. How awesome. How many How many young men was it about? It was like 20 young men. Awesome. Yeah, like 20 young men, yes. Awesome. So now let's go to the enhancement. And that what you just described right now was enhancing. Yes, exposure. Exposing mm-hmm. them to other ways of life. I know in the projects, we used to go, um, we used to get tickets to go to see the play. I remember seeing the opera, The King and I. Mm-hmm. I had no clue what the opera was. <laughs> I, I mean, I, to say I'd enjoyed it, I don't know if I even enjoyed it. But I was glad to get the exposure because as I progressed and upscaled in life, mm-hmm. I began to be invited and go to these things myself and that way I can appreciate it mm-hmm. and understand it. That's why I take my daughter to a lot of nice restaurants. So when a guy come and try to court her. Hello. She'll be like, <laughs> I, I've TGI been here Fridays. Okay. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> but that, that way you are, that is where you are. That yeah. is okay too. But we like to expose them to other things um, and partner with other organizations who are doing things differently than us to help expand their knowledge base and the things that they can experience in this life. Yeah, and, and to add to the thing, the story about your daughter, she's not expecting for a guy to take her to a Prime 112 because you've already taken her there. So right, she's not exactly. hungry and thirsty to meet a guy yes. to take her there. He can't, Been yes. there, can't done blow that. a mind. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> not impressed, unbothered. Yes. <laughs> All right, so then also development. Yes, the development so, that's also called, um, we, we deal with education. We partner with FIU Education Effect mm-hmm. that is in the schools, and in some of the schools, rather. My um, Booker T, the schools we target is. Um, Miami Edison, iTech, Booker T, mm-hmm. Liberty City Elementary School, uh, Horace Mann, okay. and, and schools like that in the inner city core. Mm-hmm. Um, we target those schools. We um, we work with Liberty City Elementary now, teaching social and emotional skills, thanks to the principal, Ms. Adrian Rogers. Mm-hmm. But caring about the community and Mr. T. Fair of um, the Urban League of Greater Miami. But um, we're working with those schools. And not only do we deal with the social and emotional aspect, we have partnerships with other agencies that deal with the academics of the mm. child. So we're treating the whole child. That's so awesome. Yes. And so then, um, so with the seeds, like where do students contact your organization if parents want, you know, their kids involved or do they have to go to one of those schools? It has to be in that area. Yeah, it's best that they come from the schools because now we, we do things differently than we used to do before where you could just walk into a center and you get help. Or, but we may not know everything that's going on with you, so we could be treating you for a hand issue when it could be a foot issue, yeah. and so it's not going to work. So now because of the Together for Children initiative that they have, it's a one-stop shop through the school system mm. that looks at the early warning indicators. Is the child being absent a lot? Are they being truant? Are they involved in the criminal justice system? Are they failing classes? Any of those things will flag the student and they will send the student to get an assessment. And then based upon the assessments, they will send them out to the different community organizations that are doing a particular work that aligns with what they what the assessment came up with. That is so good. And you just had a grand opening. Discuss that grand opening. Congratulations on that. Yes. Very excited. The grand opening was on August the 4th of the Affirming Youth Center. We're at 150 Northwest 79th Street, Miami, Florida. Give that address again. 150 Northwest 79th Street, Miami, Florida. Where where is that? Like, what's around that? That's that's inside the Edison Little River Community Action Center. Okay, that way. When you get off 95, you go left. You go left, and yes, you come east. That's where the people come and get um, light, light assistance. 
assistance, energy okay. assistance, okay. and okay. different things like that. But that's where we're lo- located inside. And thanks to AT and T for um, opening our social emotional learning. Nice. Um, we call it SEL Technology Lab, where the kids mm-hmm. could come when they come after school. They could use the computers to do awesome. homework assistance. They could print, and all of this is for free. Wow! Yes. So just students, parents can go in there too to fill a job resume, or no? Uh, parents students. can fill out a job resume. We take that too because okay. you, in order for anything to work with kids, you have to treat the parent. Okay, the parents have Total. issues too, so you yes. have to get the you have home. to get the parent too. So if if people in that area are interested, where can they contact? Where can they find out more information? Where should they go? Well, they could contact us at 305-230-4598. Give that number again. You're giving it out too fast. 305-230-4598. Okay, I'm going to repeat it. 305-230-4598. Or what are your social medias or your website? Like, where can they go? www.affirming, A-F-F-I-R-M-I-N-G, Y-O-U-T-H, Dot org. They can find me on Facebook. Find us on Facebook at Affirming Youth Foundation. Mm-hmm. They can find us on Twitter, on Instagram at Affirming Youth. Twitter is Affirming underscore Youth. That's and where that's they can it. find us. That's <laughs> it. So you know what? Um, honestly, Jonathan, your work and what you're doing is amazing. Keep shining. Keep rising the kids' spirits. And you know, sometimes when we're young and things happen to us, it's what we do with the tragedies that happen to us that matters. It, it, you exactly. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I give you a high five for how you turn your tragedies into triumph and you're working in the community. So high five to you. Shouts to the Affirming Youth Foundation. Make sure affirmingyouth.org is where you go to find out more information. Your girl, Super Cindy, Community Matters, 99 Jams.